0: Welcome to the Early Accountability Podcast hosted by Kimmy Walker. Kimmy has a track record of serving as a behavior change and improvement catalyst for individuals, groups, and organizations. Get ready to make the best version of yourself a priority. Now welcome, Kimmy Walker.
1: Welcome back to the next episode of the Early Accountability Podcast. Kimmy Walker here, your host. As I told you last episode, if you listen, we are going to be having an update from a past guest on the show. But this is going to be actually a two-part episode. There's so much information, so many details. I wanted to make sure that we were all kind of like aware of what the story was before, kind of had a summary of the guest interview from the past, and some may not have been listeners at that time. Zaina Williams was actually a guest on my show for episode 10, which is a long time ago. She was definitely one of my first guests on the show. And as I tell people, if you go back and listen to episodes one through 10 of my podcast, all of those ladies are definitely some powerhouses and some go-getters. And I am so grateful that she was definitely one of my first interviews on the show and definitely been one of the most influential episodes by far. And just a great story, actually, overall. So Zayna Williams was on the show and her episode, episode 10, was titled Conquering Law School in Her Father's Memory. Zaina Williams at the time was in law school. And during the time she had lost her father during the time that she was going to get into law school. But during this episode, she talks a lot about wanting to become attorney, what made her want to become attorney, and just some of the things that she had to experience during this whole goal that she had set for herself, even at an early, early age. Here on the Early Accountability Podcast, and people ask me all the time, like, what's early accountability? What's early accountability? It's about starting and doing, getting up and going, and going after those goals that you set for yourself, and not just giving up, and also sustaining the results. And what's so important, and what's so great about Zena and just this story is, she's everything that early accountability accounts for. Sometimes we have to pivot. Sometimes we have to shift. And when we're going on the path to create things for ourselves, we're going on and grabbing the results that we want for ourselves, um, conquering things, there are trials and tribulations that we will have to face. And sometimes we hearing other stories of how they kind of moved and navigated through and how the road was just not straight and easy and simple can remind us to ourselves to keep pushing. And so this is a very, very motivational story, very touching story. There's some sad parts in it, but there's some triumphs in it as well. So I want to go ahead and just put some clips in this episode to just kind of like catch you back up with where Zaina was when she was on the show. And this was back in 2018, I want to say. yes, she was a guest quite a while ago. But like I said, this is a great, 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 awesome story. So in this first clip, I want you to listen to Zaina talking about what made her want to be an attorney, what made her want to become a lawyer, what made her want to go to law school. So check this out and listen to what she has to say.
0: Something that I've always known since I was about 12 years old, actually even younger than that, I can remember sitting down watching that O.J. Simpson trial, thinking to myself, and I'm pretty sure I actually said it because my grandmother was like, okay, Zaina. But I remember sitting there um, thinking and probably saying out loud that I was going to solve the case before anybody else was, um, just sitting crisscross applesauce glued to the TV, just watching every single witness that was questioned and like putting my pieces of the puzzle together. So, at that point, probably even younger than 12, I knew that I knew. But officially, I believe, I don't remember, I think it was 12 to 14, somewhere in there. I got in trouble. I got sent to the principal's office. Oh, no. <laughs> and so the principal said that I, you know, maybe have been skipping class to talk to the secretaries um, at my school. And <laughs> would have to take an extra class. And so he made me pick an extra class to take. And I chose trial and debate. And from there, it's just been a nonstop romance with law.
1: (laughs) Zaina also recaps how getting into law school wasn't so simple and how there were some hiccups during the way. She talks about how there were some denials and how she didn't let them become a deterrent to her, but she actually used them as a motivator. Listen to what she has to say about this.
0: It was tough. I actually took it two times, so we're gonna have a very real moment. <laughs> the first time I took it, I did not get it. I well, actually I got accepted to two law schools, way late in the game. But I had so many denial letters. I mm-hmm. still have all those denial letters on my vision board on the back of my vision board. Mm. Um, okay, <laughs> so I retook the LSAT, ended up getting in. So I think three schools, but the school that I'm at now was one that I visited, and for several reasons wanted to go there for a little bit and see what happens. So, got in. (laughs) Second time was the charm.
1: (laughs) Zaina chronicles one of the largest hardships, hurdles, and just losses that she had to experience on her journey to getting into law school. She talks a little bit about what happened and just the hurt and pain that she felt during that time and how hard and difficult it was for her. Listen in as she talks about the journey to achieving her goals, even during one of the biggest upsets and loss during her life. And I think that's such an important part of your story, because you were able to accomplish such a difficult task that many can't, applying and getting into law school while you were going through so many personal changes. Would you be willing to talk a little bit about that and how, given the things that were going on with you, to the extent you're comfortable sharing, How are you able to still push forward and do the goals that you had said you wanted to accomplish for yourself, which was getting into law school and going on the route to becoming an attorney?
0: The other thing is I lost my father um, in 2014. Shortly before that, I lost my grandmother um, (sighs) and just went through hell and back. I think it was three car accidents in a year and a half. Wow! Um, Just the most insane (laughs) testimony. By the grace of God, I'm alive. but the journey has not been easy. It's a victory some days just to get out of bed and to brush my teeth and get up and keep going. Right. But, so, you know, just keep pushing. That's all I can do.
1: <laughs> on her first interview on the show, Zana talked about going through grief and working through the grief process. And I think this is such an important clip to replay because she talks about too in this clip, just how it's kind of a journey. And I think that's so important because often with lots of different things, people think that there will just be an end and it's done. I'm over it. I no longer Wake up any days and feel pain, but it is grief and loss and navigating these things are just a journey. They're not always just a destination. And I know that's something I talk a lot about when it comes to like weight loss and my own weight loss journey, but there are many things in life that we have to realize there's not just always this clear cut beginning and end. There are things that we will always have to kind of work through and navigate through. And then that, that's perfectly normal. So listen in on this clip. There's a couple of things in here. Zaina's going to talk about two big things that helped her through the loss of her father through her grief process. And also, she talks about early accountability or just accountability and how she used transparency, vulnerability and her support circle to help her push through and still stay accountable to the goal that she had for herself, which was still getting into law school. So, check this out.
0: Honestly, there are two things that got me and are still getting me through this process because the grieving process for me still is not over. Um, It's still a journey. And it's one that I'm still working through. But I would say my mom was number one. Actually, number one is God, but number two would be my mom. Um, Seeing her strength. I mean, I know how much I, if she wasn't here, I probably wouldn't be alive. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Because if I didn't know that it would kill her, if I would have taken the step to maybe end my own life, then I probably would have because my world revolved around my father, loving him, taking care of him and his illness. And I just truly did not believe that he would ever pass away. I'm going to be honest. He was super Yeah. So seeing her strength and watching her get up and put makeup on and still look beautiful every day and watching her struggle through it and putting up with my Nonsensical way, <laughs> right? During the grieving process, like her strength motivated and still does inspires me. Um, yes. So the other thing is God, because without God, there are times when during this grieving process, I have literally cussed at God, and I know that's the thing you're not supposed to say, but that's the truth. Because I felt like He hated me. Why would you take something that meant so much to me? Right. You know what I mean? And it's just, such I a time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's really hard. So, so he loves me. <laughs>
0: He's <ever sent> you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. God is the most beautiful image of love that I've ever felt is that even when I was running from God, and please believe during this grieving process, I mm-hmm. have run from God. He has pursued me and showed me what true love looks like, despite it all. Mm-hmm.
1: When you got the scores that you wanted to get on the LSAT or you got the acceptance letter for the school you wanted to get at, you weren't able to, your father was gone at that point, but I saw you really posted a lot where you still seemed very proud of yourself and kind of knew he was still there with you in the journey. Can you talk through that experience for you? Because I thought that that was very, I uh, just took a lot of strength to do, even to post and, and put all of that on social media, even when you were still studying for the LSAT to be able to put some of those things and just still knowing that his presence was there as you were kind of pushing forward, did that help you in healing or in your healing? Because it's still a journey. Right. Transparency
0: has always been something I'm an advocate of. Mm -hmm. There's no sense in if my journey and my grief and this process can help motivate somebody else to know that if I can still keep going despite it all, they can still keep going, then why wouldn't I share it? I've never been the best at being completely private and secretive, and the quiet, sweet little girl. <laughs> I've just always been very transparent and honest. And to be honest, that created a, a level of accountability because when I do post my journey from whether it be weight loss or through my dad's sickness or through this, you know, getting into law school campaigns, things like that, it holds me accountable because now I know that people are looking at me and right. when I get messages from people who are inspired to keep going. Then that means I can't give up. Now I have somebody holding me
1: accountable. So. It helps motivate me. (laughs) So it sounds like big big things for you were your support circle. Vulnerability and visibility are are big, big things. Zaina Williams was also featured on EAP episode number 54, which was my one-year anniversary uh, celebration episode. Well, part of a two-part celebration episode where I chronicled some of my favorite guest clips from my first year of hosting this podcast. So listen to this clip. It's really, really good. I talk about just one of the lessons I learned from Zana. I tell you all a little bit more of how I know Zana and just One of the big things that she has taught me and I have carried on in all the years that I've known her, but also she talks in the clip about how she used one of the biggest losses in her life as kind of a launching board for some of the motivational speaking that she does as well. So check this clip out. Next, Zaina Williams from episode 10 called Conquering Law School in Her Father's Memory after losing her father shortly before she got into law school, um, she talks about how she's still able to go through and push forward with this goal that she worked so hard for, which is getting into law school in the memory of her father. And in this clip, she's going to talk about eulogizing her father's memory and how this worked as kind of a stepping block for her to get into motivational speaking. Uh, what's so powerful about Zaina there's multiple reasons she's in this. Um, This clip is just very powerful in how she was able to take this moment and move. But Zaina, I actually met, or she introduced herself to me years, years, years back on the internet, just by some blogs that I was doing at the time for Newbie and Wellness. And she kind of just reached out to me. And she has shown me the importance over the years of just connection and connectivity and why we just can't fear reaching out there to people. We never know who someone may be able to be to us. So she has taught me so, so much in the years that I've known her, all because she reached out to me, and she's actually went on to become one of my greatest friends and a really great motivator and supporter of every single thing that I do. So when you are passionate about something or you feel moved by it, put that content out there, out in the world. You never know who else you might touch. You never know who you might meet because of that. And she is, Zana is the poster child of that to me. <laughs> so I've been blessed to have her in my life. And anybody who has been graced by her presence is definitely blessed to interact with her and be around her or just have her energy around. So in this clip again, Zana talks about just moving past just trauma and how she was able to really use such a vulnerable moment in her life and grief to help motivate others and to teach them that they can keep going and how she still pushed through in a moment of weakness and sadness for her, losing her father, who she was extremely close to, and how that became a launching board for her for public speaking, um, especially in the arena of motivational speaking. So check this clip out from Zayna
0: my first, I guess, motivational speaking engagement, as twisted as this might sound, was my dad's funeral.
1: <laughs> oh um, no. wow.
0: After the funeral, people came up to me and said that they'd never been to a funeral like that before. Um, mm. the, giving the eulogy at my dad's funeral, it's. Be, I did it because my mom and I discussed it, prayed about it, and realized that there's no one else that my dad would have wanted to do it other mm. than me, right? Wow. It was my heartbeat. So... I got up there and all I knew is that just because like myself and my mom were suffering doesn't mean that the story of his life isn't a motivation in itself. And his story motivated other people. I still get messages from people who come and tell me that, they remember that funeral and I've never in my life heard anybody until then say that they actually enjoyed a funeral right so it's weird as that sounds yeah <laughs> being able to uplift people in that moment of weakness and sadness and transparency was kind of a launching board for speaking public speaking and motivation for me it was a pleasure to have you join us on this episode of the early accountability podcast with Kimmy walker Be sure to visit earlyaccountability.com to sign up for the Early Accountability newsletter. We look forward to activating your greatness and helping you reach your goals.